Behold our King. We, of course, uh, are not deterred by what some consider the scandal of the crucifixion. That is our King, and that is what sets him apart from all the rest of us and why we are not the least bit reluctant to say, you are King, Jesus. You are King of the universe. We know, of course, that uh, uh, Jesus was not one to, to worry that much about drawing attention to himself. He had a task to fulfill, and he, he did fulfill it. In the, uh, the, the gospel last Christ the King was just prior to Jesus being nailed to the cross. It was Jesus in interaction with the most powerful person of that part of the world, Pontius Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, it's you who say that. The reason I was born, the reason I came into the world was to testify to the truth. We seem to struggle with that a lot in our society, but to testify to the truth. And uh, in this particular case, our king is hanging on a cross between two common criminals and, and he's being mocked in a way that would, would uh, instigate so many others. They're, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the chosen among the Christ of God. Scorning him and, 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 and diminishing what uh, role he was playing. But uh, says even the soldiers jeered at him. And as they approached him with wine, they called out, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And above him there was an inscription that read, this is the king of the Jews. Now that, you might wonder how that I-N-R-I on the crucifix, where that comes from. And the, for the Hebrew language, the our I is their J. All right, so it's like a, a J and uh, uh, R J, and uh, the the J is for uh, Yezu, and the other J is for Judean, for for Judea. So in Rex, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, Rex uh, is the R, and uh, N is Nazarene. So Yezu, Nazarene, Rex, Judean, and 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 of course it was meant. To mock all those around, but we embrace that. I think one of the glorious things about our faith is that we either wear uh, crucifixes around our necks or have crucifix in our home. Uh, we we are not humiliated by his crucifixion. We are uplifted. We are thrilled that he died for us. The give and take between uh, uh, Jesus and uh, the uh, the thieves, and by the way, I think most people credit the good thief uh, with the name Dismas, D-I-S-M-A-S. Uh, for the 30 years I've been in prison ministry, most of that time, the, the guys referred to the parish there as St. Dismas Parish, the good thief. But in this particular case, the one is mocking Jesus just like everybody else. And, and the, the one we call the good thief, St. Dismas, and we call him a saint with justifiable confidence because Jesus promised him that day he would be a saint. 
He says, we've been condemned justly for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes, but this man has done nothing criminal. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And in the excruciating pain that he was dealing with in the crucifixion, as his life was slowly slipping away, Jesus, right up to the end, was able to do good for people, huh? He didn't just suffer in silence. He responded to the, uh, the good thief. And it's hard to imagine, quite honestly, uh, how glorious that uh, commitment that Jesus made to him. I mean, we all strive to get to the kingdom of heaven, don't we? But here was Jesus saying, front and center, you got a ticket there. Uh, and, and I think the, uh, the, the assurance that today you will be with me in paradise uh, gives us a, a great sense, you know, when we consider Jesus' final words, that uh, these are words that speak so powerfully to another human being. We have, of course, in the first reading, uh, uh, an indication of, the, of the, the draw that King David had for the people of Israel and how he made an agreement with them to uh, be anointed their king. But I think it's also uh, quite interesting that letter of Paul to the Colossians on this particular feast, because it talks about the different ways that we consider our king. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he himself might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things for him, making peace by the blood of his cross, through him, whether those on earth or those in heaven. It's a fitting way to close out our church year. We've spent a year together listening to Jesus' words, a reading about the miracles that he performed, understanding his relationship to us. And now as we reach the uh, conclusion of this church year, we say without reservation, yes, Jesus, you are our king. You are the king of the universe. And we won't assume that there'll be anyone, anywhere, any eternity that replaces you, that you are the one. And, uh, and I'm happy to rejoice with you as we bring this church year to a close and anticipate next Sunday the start of the 2023 church year.